The history of Brazil is a history of violence. Worries about getting robbed or murdered have become real concerns for millions of Brazilians. After all, over a half a million people were murdered in Brazil in the last 10 years. And it's not because Brazil is a gigantic country with 207 million people. Our murder rate is 30 times that of Europe's. There have been more killings in Brazil since 2008 than in 92 countries combined. That means, by the time you finish listening to this podcast, two more people will have been murdered in Brazil. But how do we solve this endemic problem? That will be one of the main challenges of Brazil's next president. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, and this is Explaining Brazil. With me today is Felipe Angeli, Advocacy Coordinator of Sol da Paz Institute, an NGO that tries to propose public policies to curb violence rates in Brazil. Hello, Felipe. Hello, Gustavo. How are you doing? Brazil recorded over 62,000 murders last year. Criminality has cost us over 285 billion reais. Criminal organizations seem to be untouchable to the state. The PCC, or the First Command of the Capital, São Paulo's main uh, drug gang, has estimated 20,000 members. Instituto Sol da Paz has come up with a plan to reverse the situation. But before we address what to do, I want to ask you, how did things get so bad? Yeah, uh, things got really bad, that, that's for sure, for, for, for beginning like in crisis, that's the one we, we live in Brazil, we like in, in, related to public safety in Brazil, you never have just one, one main cause. You have like a, several, several different situations, several different causes that during a long periods of time, they were like put together to, to in, in some way have as, as consequence the, the situation, the crisis that we're experimenting right now. We always say that violence is like a complex uh, phenomenon. You need to have like several different con conditions and situations put all together in order that the, this this situation, this violence, this uh, this criminality can can have the results that we can we can see like in the last the last years. You you have the the social inequality in Brazil, which is is huge. It's a poor country, but with lots of rich neighborhoods, rich cities. And these huge social inequalities is, is, is part of an explanation. Uh, Brazil has as well a huge uh, drug and gun market, which also like playing a role, play, plays a role in the in the way that violence develops itself in in Brazil. You have the penitentiary system, prison system that. It, Nowadays, is more a, a cause to the problems than a solution to the problems. Uh, all the gangs, all the like the criminal gangs, the, the the organized crime gangs that like you 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 just mentioned PCC, uh, but other gangs that like CV or Terceiro Comando or Família do Norte, there are several several gangs, organized uh, crime gang, gangs in Brazil, and they're all born in the the prison system and and have like a very important. Uh, problem regarding the police forces, like the way they are organizing in Brazil, related to the to the, the law system we have here in Brazil, we have two main police uh, forces. One is, is military, uh, responsible for uh, patrolling, for 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 like uh, police in the streets. You have other investigatory uh, police, which uh, we call civil police, and they are they struggle to work together. 
uh, and this this poses lots of problems in terms of the efficiency of the service that police uh, offers to society. So all this put together, this is the consequence that we are facing right now. And uh, General Heleno, which is one of the main advisors to Jair Bolsonaro, the front-runner in the presidential election, has recently said that Brazil risks becoming a narco-state. Uh, I wrote recently to uh, on the Brazilian Report an article interviewing an expert from uh, the Brazilian Public Safety Forum who says that, no, that's not a risk. Brazilians, uh, Brazilian elites are not uh, so engaged in drug trafficking as you had in other states like Bolivia in the 80s, which were brief, was briefly a, a narco-state. Do you think that there's an actual risk of Brazil becoming a narco-state, like General Heleno said? It's really complex because, first of all, I think one, one thing that's very important to stress is that the presence of a drug, a drug market doesn't make violence to spread. You have drugs everywhere. You have drugs in France. You have drugs in Germany. You have drugs in Sweden. Uh, it's illegal there to use drugs and to sell drugs. And they don't have like the, the level of violence that we have here. Even the United States, which is the, the, the biggest consumer, the, the society which is the biggest, biggest consumer of drugs in the world, they have lots of violence, uh, drug violence related issues but not as as close as, that, as we have here. But you have lots of drug markets, even if they are illegal, they develop itself in a way which the violence or the spread of violence is not the main the main uh, strategy they put together to, to, to organize their markets. So if we check the if we check the states where murder rates have jumped over the past few years, There is a coincidence with the drug routes. So Acre, where the drugs come in uh, through Bolivia, for instance, and then Ceará, when they are shipped to Europe. Mm -hmm. So is the violence more related to gangs fighting for turf? There are lots of theories. Like you have a theory which is related to the increase of of life quality and and and, and the economy the economy boom that we had in these cities because you had like more consume uh, you have the social inequality growing up as well so like people has more like uh, more things to get robbed for instance you know like people mm -hmm. they bought televisions they bought like motorcycles and this uh, like boosts a little bit social inequality and this you know this consumption is, is, is spread it can be one of the reasons uh, behind the increase of, of criminality this one one hand uh, for sure the disputes between different uh, crime gangs related to drug market if you have lots of uh, if you have a, a huge gun market related as well to this drug market it can be as well you know one of the reasons behind this increasing criminality but uh, it, there, there's more than it like for instance you have this this huge flaws related to to the, the way police work here in brazil so when Like the crime arrives in these small areas or are areas in the countryside, which they were not used to have these rates of crimes in the in, in the past. You have police forces that are not prepared to face up this challenge. You talked about the way police forces are structured in Brazil, and then that leads me to uh, Soda Paz Institute's plan to curb violence rates. There are six priorities, uh, among which is restructuring the law enforcement agencies in Brazil. Can you talk mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more about mm -hmm. the plan and how it is doable to... Ch it, it will not be easy, it will not be overnight, but it is doable to have a sustainable plan uh, to change our violence rates in Brazil. 
It's a main concern in Soda Pass because, you know, like with the, the size of the, the crisis you have here in Brazil, uh, it's very easy to, to complain, you know, like it's very easy to point fingers and say, like, you were wrong, you, you, like, you screw it up here, you, you were wrong there. Especially uh, in our federal system where part of uh, yeah. the responsibility goes to the federal yeah. government, part to the state government, part to the city. So everyone is comfortable saying, well, yeah, it's, it's not, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a state issue, it's a federal issue, it's a municipal issue, definitely. I think in, in, ge in general life, you know, it's much more easy to, uh, to say that someone is wrong and, and just be critical about this than to say, okay, This is a problem. Let's work together. That's that's our duty, you know. Like we are represent representatives of the uh, civil society, you know, like the organizations of civil society. It's our duty to point fingers and, and you know be critical when it, it we should be. But it's our duty as well, like to propose and to to sit down with governments in any ideology or, or, or parties they may represent and to think together, like how can we get out of this, you know, huge trap that we we got put inside. So um, how can we? That's that's not easy question. So we are doing this for several years already. We we developed this agenda in 2014, which was the la the last election we have in the like for for president. Uh, we worked in an agenda as well for like the the, the, the cities. Uh, mayor's election we had like two years uh, before something very important to soda pass and something that you mentioned like you know the disputes between the different levels of, of the federal federal uh, government it's important for us that everybody including the, the population inc including the society everybody is re responsible for getting things better in, in public security so uh, in this agenda here that we actually developed two two documents one is just soda pass that developed itself Uh, related to São Paulo government election, we are based here. We, we were like we were created here in São Paulo 20 years ago, so we have this uh, very very close relation to you know to the state and to the government in the state. We work together to, with the government for a long time already. And São Paulo has a, a, a very specific situation in Brazil because São Paulo showed already lots of you know improvements. Uh, related to public security in, in general. We have nowadays the lowest, but by far the lowest, uh, murder rates in, in Brazil. So Sao Paulo has lots of, you know, advancements already, and we need to go to go further. But related to Brazil, you know, to the federal level, uh, we work together with two other uh, organizations from civil society. One is Forum Brasileiro de Segurança Pública, it's like Brazilian Forum of Public Safety, you mentioned already. So a sort of think tank to think yeah, public and, policy. And, and they put together to like police uh, officers, professors of universities, uh, researchers. It's like a pool of different, you know, especially it's related to public safety in order to, you know, like a think tank, as you said. And we worked with uh, Instituto Igarapé, which uh, is a good partner of us in Rio. They are specialized as well in uh, public safety. And together we developed this, this agenda, which is called uh, Public Safety is is solution is the solution which dialogues a little bit with some proposals that uh, got got very common in this election that like you make your safety by your own you know like buy a gun and be be you know the, the hero we try to stress like safety like uh, uh, fighting and beating crime should be uh, a public endeavor you only will win this situation if you have this public spirit and you never can can beat the situation if you work in a individualist you know point of view like just spreading guns and and thinking that people we will act like uh, you know heroes on, on hollywood movies or something like this 
which is the agenda of one mm -hmm. of our main presidential candidates. It's to put yeah, guns yeah, 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 on yeah. the hands of people. Yeah, yeah, which we are like totally, totally uh, against. And once again, not because of an ideology of because of a partisan uh, preference, uh, but because you have like a, a world academic and research uh, consensus that more guns is equal to more crimes. You have other factors that influence this as well. It's like, as I said, it's, it's, it's like a, a saying that if you, if you smoke, smoke cigarettes, you never develop cancer. Or smoking cigarettes is good for your health. Uh, we have our, nowadays related to guns, yeah. the, same, the same consensus that we have today related to, to, to cigarettes. You know, like you can smoke cigarettes for, for uh, 20 cigarettes per day for 10 years. Maybe you're going to develop cancer. Maybe you're not going to develop cancer. There are other factors that influence this but for sure if you develop cancer it's going to be linked to the fact that you smoke these 20 cigarettes you know for, for for that period of time it's a pity that you have this uh you know frauds that is, is maybe even it's, it's uh, so sad like specialists that try you know to to promote this industry agenda because in the end it's it's totally related to a big market which is the gun market which is very important and you know like moves lots of money in the whole world so your plan brings forward six main priorities. One is reorganizing law enforcement agencies, fighting organized crime, fighting impunity, uh, taking back control in the penitentiary system, uh, trying to prevent crime instead of just fighting crime, uh, go after the money when we are fighting drug organizations and not only trade bullets with uh, drug traffickers but go where it hurts uh, in their bank accounts and then regulate gun ownership so that that is the on broad strokes your agenda how do we we, we implement that who has to do that it's a uh, something that congress with the president must put forward is something that states can do parts of it on their own it's a big challenge that's for sure and the idea behind it is like it's a long-term, you know, like uh, endeavor. We need to start right now because people are dying, and uh, we need to work together. You know, like in the in different uh, federation levels, uh, the Congress, the President, the police forces, the civil society. You know, like the press. Everybody needs to work together. Like as you said, the agenda was organized uh, uh, behind like two priorities, which is one is related to you know like the, the the huge amount of people that get killed every every year in Brazil. So one of the priorities for sure is to curb and to prevent uh, violent crime, special, especially murder, especially, homes, especially homicides. Uh, the other is to weaken like the structures of organized crime. They are very linked. You know, those two priorities are very linked. And those two priorities, they are organized uh, to be implemented through, uh, through seven solutions, micro solutions, we said. And these ma macro solutions, they got uh, divided, uh, like behind 35 different, very specific proposals. So what we try to do here, like, first of all, it's not ideological. They are all like, uh, you know, like science-based, research-based. It's technical evidence. We don't want to, you know, it's not like a partisan. Uh, and, and like you said, Soda Paz is willing to work with whatever government wants to work with the Institute, right? Yeah, that, yeah right. Since they, they respect democracy and institutions, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> because otherwise you need to you know work in a different way but yeah that should go without saying but in brazil today uh, yeah <laughs> not since that that you know obvious nothing that that's obvious in brazil unfortunately but no we hope that like the, the you know like the institutions of democracy are well preserved in brazil 
But yeah, definitely. Any government that like you know the win the electoral process uh, and starts work working in the first of January next year, if since they 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 respect democracy and the institutions uh, and human rights, I'm gonna be seated together like with all of, with all the honor to to try to solve this problem, which is is a national problem. You know, it's not just a problem of rich people, of of poor people, of black people, of white people. For sure, there are clusters in the population that that suffers this problem you know much more cruel you know dimension that than others like poor poor young uh black guys in you know like in the squirts of the city uh, they have this murder rate which is far far bigger than you know like uh, people in the, the the city centers white people rich people but it's a you know it's it's public safety it's a it's a public matter you know like uh, for, for for definition And where should we start? So let's say that there's a new government in town and they want to implement this agenda. Where should we start from? As, as we said, like, first of all, like, we, we, we need to establish uh, priorities. And for us, like, uh, human life is the priority number one. You know, like, if you have more than 63,000 uh, homicides in one year, you need to start by there. You know, like, just people dying. Uh, it costs a lot of money to the country, as you mentioned, like, because it's generally young people, people that will never more produce work pay pay taxes and and besides of that for sure you cannot like just put price in human lives that all the, you know the sadness and the suffering are related to those deaths uh, so this is priority number one and those macro solutions i mentioned is like first of all is like management like you need to improve management in the institutions related to public safety you know like uh, Uh, be data driven be like uh, look for efficiency organize the structure in a way that what you have in the end can be audited can can can, can be evaluated can can be done again can you know be re re reproduced everywhere and to organize that you know like the structures organize police force working in governance or governance working in management Uh, the other thing is for sure very important, like one of your first questions about being a narco, a narco state. It's difficult to really define what is really a narco state, you know, like even organized crime. There are, there are tricky concepts, you know. Uh, what is the, the level of intrusion of these gangs in the, 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 like the official systems, in the, in the, the politics system should be considered, considered as organized or a narco state or, or, or something. It's very difficult to to define this but for sure it's a big and it's a huge uh, challenge we have we we cannot have you know like uh, all those drug gangs or organized crime gangs that has you know control of almost every prison in brazil you know like this is this is impossible to, to, to get away to get along with it and for instance the the fact that a lot of criminal organizations are controlling penitentiaries in brazil uh we have seen the results of that In January 1st, 2017 and 2018, when uh, there were a lot of prison riots, almost 200 inmates were killed. It forced Brazil to, to face how inhumane these prisons are. But in Brazil, it's still taboo to say we need to improve the quality of life in prisons. We need to give those guys a way out of criminality. Because people are saying, well, we are law-abiding citizens and things are horrible for us. Why should we make it any easier for prisoners? How do we change that culture in Brazil? First of all, 
we need to, to to see things through as well a lens of efficiency okay like in the last 20 years we increased like the prison rates more than 300% and what's you know what's the the results of this in the street safety it's known it's the opposite like uh, with with this uh, imprisonment imprisonment rate you just got more organized organized gangs and this is totally related to the management uh, aspect and i mentioned that i just mentioned you know we need to see okay you were we're trying to do this and these policies we are trying to develop this and this strategy where are those strategies leaving us you know getting us to in the case of prisons uh, we have this huge uh, imprisonment uh, increase but the results the results are awful and uh, so and that, there's a very 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 tricky situation related to this as well it's unbalance you know of the the punishment system because what we have here today nowadays in prisons like in, in most parts of the prison in the most prisons you, you have across brazil petty petty criminals you know that we are behind bars like you know small drug dealers uh, robbers or people that they they, they committed uh, small and not not you know like without violence patrimonial uh, like crimes so and like for instance people that like the murders they account just for 11% you know of the the prison population so that's the problem you know you have this imbalance almost 50% of the criminals behind bars not today in Brazil they are petty criminals and the really bad guys you know like rapists murderers they they are they are in the street so that's that's why again you need to to work on management you need to to restructure policy forces and the, and the judicial system in order you know to prioritize you know to go really uh, you know against the bad guys and those you know young people who are just you know committed like petty crimes they need to to get out uh, get other opportunities you know to get back on their on their shoes and on their lives and not be you know like praise for those big dr- drug gangs and is there, because the military police you mentioned, it's a state force. So each state has its own system, more or less. Do we have one state that are is doing some things right that could be benchmarked to other states or even to the federal, to the way federal government deals with it? Yeah, as you said, it's, 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 it's a big challenge because, you know, Brazil is huge. It's like a continent. A uh, very diverse country, you know, very unequal country, you know, like states in the northeast, states in the north, states in the south. They are completely different, even in terms of, you know, like budgetary capacity. Yeah, benchmarks, kind of difficult. Like you have like huge challenges everywhere. But like here in Sao Paulo, for instance, uh, there there were lots of improvements that were, were, were made. Uh, we are far away from a perfect situation. We still have like huge challenges to, to, to address and to, you know, come over with. But the fact is, there there were some some advancements. You need investment. You need to put money on this. You need leadership. You need political leadership. You need to know a president or a governor or a mayor that say, okay, this is my problem. I'm gonna lead this. You know, it's not an affair. For instance, for sure, you need to have a good team, uh, the, the the support of civil society, the president, everybody. But you need to have political leadership for this. It's not in something that you just give this to a consultant and say, okay, uh, deal this with by yourself. You know, this is very important to you. It should be a priority. It should be a priority. We are undergoing a presidential election. We have two candidacies. The second round vote is going to be in 12 days. Have you seen a campaign addressing this issue as it should? 
No, definitely not. We are seeing one of the most challenging times in Brazil, for sure. I think this is something that's happening more or less uh, in other parts of the world, you know, like this this rise of the extreme right, uh, the role of, uh, you know, like social networks uh, related to democracy and the way like fake news spread everywhere and how what's the what's the impact of, on this on democracies on modern and western democracies i think this is it's part of a go, uh, like a global trend and we are seeing this this happening now in brazil uh, it's kind of scary <laughs> but uh the point is like the 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 election the, the, the this election this spe specific election it's not about proposals proposals it's not about like real issues it's about ideologies if someone is a communist or not if someone is a fascist or not or if there there's a gay dictatorship like getting over it's it's totally nonsense in the end and that's a pity because people are, are really dying you know it's like it's <laughs> the the crimes are not not fake the, the crimes are real instead instead of the fake the fake news and uh we would like i would like uh, the, the the organization i represent actually it's it should be as, as as a responsibility for 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 the candidates you know to discuss real issues of the society and we have lots of real issues yeah we'll we will see a second round vote without actually knowing for sure what the proposals are which like you said it's kind of scary Felipe, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I hope to have you back uh, in another opportunity. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Be, it will be my pleasure. If you like this podcast, please take a look at our website. It's Brazilian.Report. Every day we have new content about Brazil's politics, economics, and society. We also have exclusive newsletter services if you want to be briefed on what's going on in Brazil before starting your day. Subscribe now to our free trial and enjoy all of our content for 14 days. And it's really for free. You don't have to put any credit card information. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle is at Brazilian Report. Thank you very much. That's all for this week. Mm -hmm.